Hey, welcome to another edition of the Rugby Report Card. With me this week is Jim. How are you, mate? Very strong. How are you? Very strong. Hitting the gym, mate. You're looking good. You've been hitting the gym? Feeling good, looking good. Hearing taste buds intact. It's all working. That's outstanding, mate. Surprising for week nine of, uh, of term two, but it's good to hear, mate. There's something uh, um, going on, man. All of that was a lie, but there's this sickness <laughs> going around that doesn't leave. It's like I'm on my eighth week of just being like, is it still here? It's absurd. So, all those things where you're just sick is just pointing to COVID, no sense of taste, fatigue, under pressure. On my second pressure. round of antibiotics, like I'm just, <laughs> is this a is this going to be a theme for this podcast? The dour, fatigued sense, disappointed with Australian rugby. Is this the theme that's going to run through the next ten, the next twenty minutes or so? I don't know if I'm disappointed, but more just to link it to what we're doing here. Like those athletes, man, they must keep themselves ragged up in tip-top condition because an illness like this and a season of illnesses like this, where there's people falling down all over the shop just with this common cold. But you just, there's no way you could perform at a level that is required. Mate, they are um, being, they are in the proverbial rug, yes, but they're also being supplied with hopefully legal supplements, vitamins and minerals. Yes, I said the word vitamins to the max to supplement their, their immune system. Us mere mortals are literally popping a Barocca and hoping it gets us through a few days. Let's be honest. I'll tell you what, mate, if someone did a drug test on me, they'd find bucket loads of echinacea <laughs> and this Demazin nasal spray I do because I just don't have sinuses that function. <laughs> well, good job you're not an elite athlete, mate, or you'd have some problems. Is there anything uh, more unattractive than nasal spray? Uh, no. <laughs> it's the grossest. I have to pardon myself to the next block. Do you know what, though? It's one of those things. You might get to experience this some point. When my daughter was a baby, you had to get the old suckers out because they obviously couldn't play their nose. You had to get this thing that you put it up a nose, squeeze it slightly, and just draw all the mucus out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is awesome. That's just too gross, man. <laughs> <laughs> but the nasal spray, I found out as I went to the doctor, it's got steroids in it. That's, so just, that's, that's why, that's why, why I'm feeling big. strong. But you're getting strong, mate. That's why you're pumping that iron, buddy. Yeah. Look, um, don't want to dwell on it too much as well. Just before we get started and when Blake arrives, he might dwell on it too. But fuck that cricket test. How good. Did you know like, what? Like, everyone is buzzing about it. Even the casual fans. I, me. I, I know. Buzzing. It's, and as Blake's just alluded to, sorry, James has just alluded to, Blake will be joining us. Just had a newborn, congratulations. So trying to get through those first few weeks, he's just putting the little one down and I'm sure he will be rubbing it in. He's off work at the moment and he's definitely been texting me, telling me about the cricket, but I love my cricket. And you know what? I actually, everyone's been shitting on basketball correctly because, oh, did he declare too early? Absolutely. Actually, <laughs> he did, but it, you know what? It made a game of it. England yeah. have, England have, Lost to Australia a lot in Australia or drawn. I know Australia hasn't won in England for a while in terms of a series, but they've drawn a lot of series and they've gone down feebly on many occasions. This game was gripping. It was lost not because of the declaration. It was They lost because of drop catches, missed stumpings, all that kind of stuff. But in terms of the best team won because they won, but it was a great spectacle. Loved it. And if England lose 5-0, England could lose obviously 5-0 now. It could be 3-2. 
We just don't know, but it's entertaining. It's gripping. It's a great product. And you're right. The casual fan wants to know about it. The casual fan also comes and finds me and reminds me that I'm an Englishman a lot Look, they're, more. They're pretty closely matched, these teams. That's not a, that's a fair assumption to make. First of all, we've seen. First of all, this is unbelievable. The ding of arrival of, of Blake into the room is just as we're talking about cricket and the similarities of the, the teams. And he would definitely not jump on that bandwagon of the similarities. But, Dick, England. Yeah, there you go. There's the, but I, I loved it. As much as England lost, I hate that England lost. Don't get me wrong. But as a spectacle, as a product, as a contest, all of those words, awesome. Which unfortunately was not a reflection in the Super Rugby games this weekend because it was the antithesis of all the positives that the cricket was, that the Super Rugby wasn't, unfortunately. Which I know this is what we're here to talk about, really. And I just want to, don't want to have to listen to Blake tell me to eat a dick anymore or send me other messages that call me a C word or anything else or a pommy such and such. But uh, how are you, mate? First of all, Blake, how are you, buddy? Good, mate. I'm obviously on leave, so I'm not getting to see you to taunt you. So having to do it digitally. Yeah, it's, it's been noted, mate. Several digital messages. Appreciate it. What have uh, we said about the rugby so far? Nothing. nothing. We oh. talked to, we nothing. We were waiting for you, mate. When we cover, we covered nasal spray, steroids. Yeah. Where do we get a nasal spray? Uh, Uh, Sorry, let's talk rugby. I'd I'd rather Um, not. I'd rather not revisit. It was a rather (laughs) visual image that I want to to forget. But thanks. I tell you what, it's a rough comparison. Probably the greatest test match I've ever seen and predictable super rugby results. (laughs) It's a rough comparison. Yeah. The footy on the weekend. Look, what did I say? Brumbies had lost by 14. They lost by 13. It's not, not predictable. Did you expect the Crusaders to pump the Blues by 37, though? No, that one I didn't predict at all. But I thought just on the Brumbies one, it was closer than I thought. Mm. Brumbies made it a, a proper arm wrestle. They played their hearts out. They just had no attack. Can I just say, well, look, Chiefs I, are known for their defense, but. Aren't they? Aren't they? Well, heroic defense. It was a good game of footy, though. Like, it was edgy, you see grinding stuff for a one try in the 78th minute game of footy. Yeah. He found it pretty captivating. It was anyone's game up until the 70th because both were in the 22 with decent possession, just one or two rucks away from actually crossing, but look, never got there. Nick Berry, mate, just a fucking schmozzle again, but it's guaranteed. Yeah. It felt like Deborah Seedy missing that kick early. For the one sharp, Like he what? just missed absolute sitter. Why the Wallaby 10? I changed that was last week, Richard. <laughs> oh, sorry, man. Moves just, very quick in this world. Moves real quick on this podcast. Do you know uh, what? Just never to don a jersey again, a rugby oh. jersey to receive. Yeah, I was going to say missing <laughs> that kick and then James Slipper missing 20 minutes of the game. And look, I doubt he was right to come back on the field. When he came back on, I thought no Al Alatoa, no Slipper, and no 10 losing Debrasini. I had a sort of hope that it was Noah's hour coming on to play most of the game, but I thought. You're not going to knock off the number one team in the comp with your two captains, Alalatoa and Slipper, off the park, with your 10 off the park and miss having missed your first kick. It was a pretty fucking tough assignment at that point, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think, look, I'm, feel free to shit on me for this, but I thought it was a very un performance. And what I mean by that is uh, they missed a shitload of tackles. A lot of it has to go to the better for the Chiefs. Missed 35 tackles set piece because of the things that you just mentioned, the key players not playing. A set piece wasn't the cornerstone of their performance, which it can be. It allows them to get front football, quick ball off the line out, which looked questionable. 
it was just a bit of an un-Brumbies performance. And they felt like they, to use your words, Blake, because I spoke to you the other day, they never really fired a shot. They never really, because of the lack of platform, they never had, I never really felt like they were going to ever make an impact on the score, really. Yeah, I think that without the set-piece platform, with the two props out, it made it a, a, an incredibly tough assignment. Um, and I think without the set-piece, it was going to be a long day at the office. And given that, I thought they fought fairly heroically. But a lot of credit's got to go to that Chiefs defense. Mm. It's been incredible all season. And I just thought a, a special shout-out for Valentini. He was still top three players on that park in a losing side. Mm. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Talking about it, he played extremely well. The number of carries, he had 15 carries, which was near one of the high, one of the highest for the Brumbies. Definitely stand out. And I do hope from a Wallaby perspective, he carries that into the rugby championship because he is on good form at the moment and he could be the solution to that six option for the Wallabies moving forward. But it'd be remiss of me not to say, and Jim, I'm sure you'll probably want to chime in on this. Did Tom Wright play himself out? Obviously last week, we talked about the difference between Kellaway's, the safe option. He's not done anything fantastically well. There's some question marks over right. Did he confirm all those question marks were true, Jim, and they probably played himself out of a jersey? We hit it on the head last week, didn't we? Mm. Like, this fucking a great example of everything that we spoke about. Mm. Uh, big moments, small man. Mm. Small moments, big man. Because mm. he, ooh, he was bad. He's definitely had better days on the pitch. And man, I don't know if a performance like that on a big blockbuster game like that, there's definitely a case to be say he's played himself out of a Wallaby jersey, but it doesn't answer the question to 15. This is the position where Eddie's got his hands tied. What does he do? It's quite a challenging one. It might still be the answer to run with right and coach him better or work on that mental aspect of his game that seems to be a problem. He's just a bit trigger happy. He's not immature, but a word like describing his play sometimes is a bit immature. It's just some pretty bad decision-making. Erratic. Erratic, that's it, yeah. And just, look, the same thing. You're not going to win a game against a very well-oiled team. With but does he give... He's baseball, mate. No, nah, because he doesn't... I don't think he does. I think that's a pure... and That's a poor analogy, and you're just getting a, a rise out of me now. I know exactly what you're doing, but I'm biting. He doesn't have any moments. He doesn't have enough millions of moments of brilliance. And I think if he had moments of brilliance, you would, that would probably counter the erratic nature because he, he's good. We've got that chance to do something amazing. But in the big moments, I don't think he, he does that. I know. Who would you put in, Blake? Who's your 15? Cause I know you think Callaway's a bit too much of a safe option. I look, I think Callaway thing's a bit revisionist. What's he was in the second worst team in the comp, scored two tries. I lost shit all season, but because he... But two years ago, eight yeah, tries or something ago, for the he played well in gold, so <laughs> fuck it. He's the safe option. I think there's a... In fact, it, you've just proven his point, the revisionist nature. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. I think that leaning into that argument as if to form two years ago in gold supersedes Wright's genuine quality form in 90% of matches this season... I think there is an element of that going on there. And I don't think Callaway's done anything to deserve that jersey. I think it's more about combinations at the back. What does your three look like? And given we know we're pretty sure Eddie's going to play territory, who's your best kicker? Who's the best under the high ball? Answer the question, um, man. Who are you picking? Look, if it was me, I'd grow up here and pick Pataya. I think a natural talent. He's the best player of the lot. Is he the best uh, bird? 
I think he, I think he could be coached, and I think his decision making is good, and that's the thing that's hard to coach. Um, we just so, said that if if Pataya's not picked, can we all say that Blake said that Eddie Jones doesn't have any balls? He's Pataya's run heavy, and yeah, I'll vouch for that, Richard. Pataya's run heavy. He's I think it's just a result of where he's played. He's played centre and wing. Yeah, you're going to capture that out of him in two months. Look, you ask my opinion, and then you come at me. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say that I think that the Callaway romanticism is a little overstated. I think the right criticism is a little unfair when you consider he's been the form fullback. With that said, we, spade a spade, I've, I've never seen a worse game of footy ever than him <laughs> on the weekend. You haven't watched me play it, footy, It's mate. up there with Campo against the Lions. It was all-time horrific. And it, it, you shouldn't judge a bloke off one game, but like Jim said, it's a big game, small moments. I think it comes into your equation if you're ready. So I actually think that back three, is, it's all about makeup, and I haven't thought about it enough. I think the only lock is Corabetti on one wing. Do you do a, a 10 moved back to 15 play? I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, right. Yeah, you know, I had a cracking article this week about how in the World Cup squad you need Foley and Quaid. Quaid 10, Foley 15, don't hate it. Oh, man, too, is he great under the high ball, Foles? Yeah, yeah, that's what you could look at. He's a good uh, tactical kicker, but he doesn't have a hefty boot on him. He doesn't have that big boot on him. Look, it's I'm going to reserve a strong opinion on the back three for now. I haven't thought about it enough. But it's all going to be what your combination look like. And we know Corabetti doesn't kick. So it means the other two have to. No, yeah, he doesn't fucking um, he can chase, but he can, he can certainly chase. And he's not the he's not the best son of the high ball, but he'll give it a shout. It's a fantastic conversation. But like I said, you don't want to pile on because he's had a brilliant season and people went hard at him online, myself included. But it was really bad. It was fucking it was Johnny Besto bad. It can't be that bad. Look, do you know what? It'd be interesting. It's it'd be a remiss of us, sorry. It'd be a remiss of us not to focus on the Chiefs. Yeah, they are a well-oiled machine. It's like they're the the Kiwi version of the Brumbies. And let me finish before I say that. They know what they're doing. They're organized. They take the points. They're structured. Everyone seems to know their role. But they've also got that little bit of flair in it as well. Um, You're right. But you what? can't help but feel like they're going to get smacked around on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. I do. We've all said here, I think we said a couple of weeks ago or whenever the last one was, if we had to predict who were winners, it's going to be the Crusaders. The Crusaders have that X factor, but we'll project forward in a minute. But that Chiefs side are definitely a well-oiled machine. And talking to me, McKenzie, he's obviously been away in Japan, come back, plays 10. I just want to know in the shortest of short synopses, because we we'll obviously want to get onto the other game, is he the All Black 15? Or is it the old, because Richie Mwanga is starting to come into his own as a 10 in those patterns, et cetera, or is he making a case to get into that 10 jersey? He's the form 10. He is, but he's just it's rich better. Daylight to Mwanga second, I reckon. And then there's a long way to three. Bodie's not at his best season. No. Correct. I think, no, yeah. I think he's been playing 12 and 15 mostly. Mm. I think McKenzie probably deserves to be the All Black Town, but realistically, I think he's taken Bowden Barrett's 23. Covering yeah which, is, yeah, which is crazy when you think about it, that Bowden Barrett doesn't get into an All Black 15 based on form mental. at the moment. Absolutely mental. <clears throat> if he has an English grandparent or an Australian grandparent, I know he's played and he's an ineligible and it's fake, but if he would like to be English or Australian, I'm sure either one of us would appreciate it. But uh, even the pack, 
just we always talk about the backs, but even the pack for the Chiefs performed well on the weekend. That back row is, you know, even the front five, there's some outstanding players for the Chiefs. But talking about outstanding is surely the Crusaders. Can yes. I just say in the Chiefs before we leave? Yeah, you? go for it. Stevenson and Weber left out of the All Black squad. Proper, proper not okay. What more did they have to do? Weber, Form 9 in the comp. Stevenson, easily the best outside back in the entire competition. Who would you take out? And it's always like this place where we say, oh. you know, well, you want to come in. We, uh, such and such needs to be in. And but who would you take out? It can't be like. Don't have it in front of me, Richard. Mate, I just reckon Will Jordan is picking himself at 15. And what's the other position? You just told me that McKenzie's the 23. To be left out of the squad is harsh. Don't get I'll me. go here, Caleb Clark. Oops. See you, mate. I'd have Stevenson over him right now. Yeah. Yeah. A different different but type go, But of... the blue you use, yeah, that's right. He's more of a basball. Yeah. He's a different type. Yeah, he's a basball kind of player. A different type of player, isn't it? But it is a shit tactic. And But the thing is, it's so many good players, whether it's Will Jordan, Talaya. There's a lot of very good players. So, again, maybe it's just a case of numbers. But you're right. Caleb Clark is not, but it's just a different type of player. Look at that back. Smith, Christie. Roygaard, Barrett, McKenzie, Mwanga, Leonard Brown, list all those names off there. It's very hard to be able to drop a guy from that team. Oh, look, there's nothing wrong with the All Black squad. I think anyone <laughs> would agree that they have the best squad in world rugby. Whether they can have the best 15 in world rugby, come World Cup time or even rugby championship time is a different question. I don't think anyone would deny they have the best squad in world rugby mm. and they'd have the best B team in world rugby. But I don't know. I just thought something about picking on form, rewarding form, went mm. missing there. I felt for those Chiefs players. Very good season to get overlooked. Mm, absolutely. Still past it, Jim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the Barrett's are on their way out next. You're fucking nuts. <laughs> and look, the Crusaders, I know you, you tried to segue there and I cock blocked you, Rich. Crusaders blows. All the superlatives for the Crusaders and simply an embarrassment for the Blues. So it's a Super Rugby semi-final. You've been threatening for a few seasons now that you're the real deal and you just got put, conceded 50 points. Ugh, terrible. Absolutely There terrible. was nothing anyone could do about this. Yeah, and uh, what's the old saying? Every team in the competition is playing for the honour of losing to the Crusaders in the final. Yeah. It's the same old season, isn't it? Yeah. You, look, I know I'm a, the Tars fan here, and I know earlier on, obviously, the Tars went over to the Satyrs and lost by, what, 20-odd, but let's be honest, like last week, the Tars lost to the Blues by 29, and then the Blues lost by 37 to the Crusaders. What would be the result if the Tars played the Crusaders this week as they're building to a finals? Well, I don't I, do real math, Richard. I think it would be a game on its own merits, and I actually think on that day... <laughs> Joey Walton would stand up. Tars would get it done. Joey Walton is a good man. He definitely <laughs> would stand up, man. Definitely. Ted <laughs> Annigan have a big one. That day. Yeah, he'd be all over the park, yeah? Definitely. Put he just needs the occasion. He needs the yeah. Tars to play in an important game for him to play an important Plays the Blues, not serious. Crusaders. Now we're talking. <laughs> if we are semi-projecting, though, it is an away game for the Crusaders, which is the only doorway that the Chiefs can walk through to get Hey, mate, to you got some straws you want to clutch at that, mate? Seriously. <laughs> You'd argue the Chiefs deserve to be favourites, but they shouldn't be. No, nah. no. 
It's just the, the, the explosive nature of this attack. They're just outstanding in the 22, like the best. And I might not mistake half the teams no injured. Dramas. Half the teams injured the Crusaders. This thing is, though, that we talk about it in other sports that are playoff related. If you look at American sports, it becomes to the, like, the argument that the regular season for lots of NBA, NBA teams is not as important. There's lots of load management, et cetera. It's like the same with the Crusaders. Now, I know they've had injuries, so it's been forced upon them. But it's like the Crusaders just could, as long as they get in the eight, which they're always going to because, well, there's eight. As long as they get into the eight, you're backing them every time. Like they could, you could just take the season, chill, do your load management, get some players in, get used to the system, and then play real footy. Let's build to the to the finals footy at the end. Whereas there's other teams who are flogging their guts every week. You've got to ask yourself, is Scott Robertson the best to ever do it on Super Rugby level? Like it's pretty insane. I think it's hard. It is. It's hard. And I'm not saying he's. it's not. But there's so many good structures already in place, and there was before there for the Crusaders. I'm not saying he's not an incredible coach. I think he absolutely is. But to go to the best ever, I think he would have to do that across multiple multiple teams, potentially, to take them from low to high to get the title of best ever. But he is incredible, and he will do an incredible job for the All Blacks, I'm sure. Yeah, I reckon that shit speaks volumes when you turn a low to high team. Inheriting really good systems, mate, I reckon I could, if I'm employed, Crusaders coach, I'd get more wins than losses next year. He, a lot of players left, though, under him. Really. Yeah, but look who stepped up. And he just, Kieran Reid, he just kept winning titles. Mm. Pretty fucking incredible. Oh, it is. And we're not trying to take that away from him. He is an amazing coach. And to the transition of players, but it was like the cricket, Australia cricket team as we're getting cricket relations, connections. Like you'd bring in one player while the rest of the players were doing good. He never had to start from scratch completely. And they was able to consistently feed players into that system. I'm not saying he's not a great coach. I really think he is. But the greatest ever, I'm not quite sure of that just yet. Yeah, um, he's going to do scary, scary things at the All Blacks, you'd imagine. But from the uh, 100%. from the incredible to the even more incredible, they've signed Rob Penny to take over. Crazy, eh? If the Crusaders continue to be the best, then I'll yeah, I'm willing to accept Scott Robertson wasn't that good. Because <laughs> what was Penny's winning rate at the Tars? Twenty percent. <clears throat> Not very good, anyway. Not what's very. That, what's that hire all about? What's doing? Just trying to keep the competition alive. Yeah, but he also he's a former Crusaders player, isn't he? Former number eight yeah. for the Crusaders, former Kiwi. He's a Kiwi. Like there's a lineage there towards it. I'm clutching, man. I borrowed Jim Straws, but I'm I assuming that's the said connection. In the interview. Just look what I did at the Tars. I can achieve this here, boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Not enough people watching. I can make this competition a lot closer. Yeah. People think it's predictable. Let Watch me this. try. Yeah, exactly. People lose the home game to the force. I am the guy. Yeah. Unbeaten finals record. Let me sort that out for you. <laughs> I've got this. Yeah. You, surely um, goes into the interview, this is how you beat the Crusaders today. If this is what I'd be doing. Yeah. That's what I would do. That's why you're very horrible, Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Little do they know. Once you're in there. All the skills, mate. All the skills. All right. I think it's clear. All the, I think it's clear where we're going, but by how many? So let's just go. Blake, how many? Crusaders by how many? Uh, Chiefs to get it done this weekend. There you go. Upset right here. Who's I'm the right. ref? Is it Gardner? I don't know, man. Let me have a look. Does that really change the... Absolutely, it does. 
if we're doing points difference. It, I tell you what, it's one of the few sports, like cricket, who's the umpire? You're still back in Australia. <laughs> Rugby, who's the ref? Oh, it's Barry. Jesus Christ. Change your selection. Is well, it who... the same with soccer, Richard? Is it just like, like it doesn't matter, just the next ball dude up? <laughs> just the next ball dude up? No, look, there's certain referees you don't want, but not it. The subjective nature in the of the rugby is so bad. It's so subjective on so many occasions. It does play a huge. It makes a huge difference. So football definitely not as much, especially mm. with VAR as well. Because if you look at a penalty and the VAR guy thinks it's a penalty, you can go and make amends accordingly. And it doesn't there's not that many times it stops. So no, rugby is just every breakdown. It's a personal opinion. So yeah, it makes a huge difference. Yeah, yeah. Look, I'm, is, I'm going. I'm going twelve plus. You're going twelve plus. Yeah, I do. I reckon once it's like the seventieth, and you're down by more than a converted. Where it rains, it pours, baby. The line is just like a half a point. Did I see it just then? I think it was. Yeah, it's, it's half a point now. So it's even money. The both a dollar ninety. That's absurd to me. Can I something say something salacious? Because right. at this point. Ben O'Keefe is, is not yeah, referring. I thought it was. Yeah, no, he's, he's not referring. He's not referring. I'm joking. He's not. And he's happy about it. Yeah. I, I want to say something. Like, we're all diehard rugby fans, right? And five, six years ago, when we were all living in the same suburb together without kids, we were watching every minute of this game, probably with a couple of scanners. But let's fucking don't lie to me, boys. Is anyone actually making plans to watch this live? Absolutely. What are you talking about? We do a podcast, Blake. I'm there, 5.30, mate, with a beer in hand, watching this game. I've even invited Jim around, mate. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah. No, I I would definitely be tuning in to the kickoff, whether I make the full 80. Depends on the game. Exactly. I'm home and the two kids are compliant. It's on. But I'm not wasting brownie points on this. Do you know Gadget. what I mean? Come on, you fucking liars. I don't know this, what this, this, you're talking about, this man. This disgraceful, man. What are you doing? Is you know exactly what I mean. And I guess, I don't know, it's just a bit of a, where are we with this competition? Well, I would I'd, say. The, we're waiting for the Wallaby squad, aren't we, to be interested again? Uh, all I'm saying is, man, this is a rugby podcast, mate. The fact is, we were having a good chat. You came on here, started talking about rugby, and now we know you don't care about the final. And you're not even going to watch it? That's that the point man. I'm trying to make. No, I, man, I didn't want to out us. I didn't want to out us. At us? At us? It's just you, man. What are you doing? But I just wanted to ask the question. Are you guys all telling porkies? That's fine. <laughs> Mate, you're the only one spitting porkies here. That's disgraceful, man. Be better. Be no. better. That's fine, fellas. Well, it's quite announced in four days. It looks like every rugby player in Australia is currently at Coogee training. Surely Eddie's going to have a few surprises in there. He said his model is pick the best 23 and then pick the next best seven blokes because they're important to the squad. Do you expect some interesting choices? Yeah, they will be the most random one ever. Or There'll two. be at least one right there. <laughs> Definitely. But we look forward to it. It should look. It's, the rugby championship will be a real eye-opener because it will see the way that he wants to play. and. He won't show all his cards as we know it's building to a World Cup. I get it, but it'd be interesting to see the different strategies that are in place. I'm not interested in that. Oh, I am. Show all of your cards, Eddie. There's four games until we're at a World Cup. You're a new coach. Aussie fans haven't won a game of rugby 
and being competitive, just show up game one with your best deck of cards. Dude, I reckon you can throw that first encounter out the window. Blomfontaine. Yeah, but this is the problem. This is the problem. Throw it out. Try a yeah, few things. Out that risk. Hide yeah, your cards. It's a free Shut loss. It's a I free loss. Nah, free loss, I hate man. it. I hate it. Pick like, your best team. Who in are you? You just two minutes ago. Who's what? I'm not going to watch the final. And now all of a sudden you're just like, no, you're a casual fan, man. No, who are you, mate? You're late to the podcast. You're late. You don't watch the final. And you reckon you're getting up at 2.30. I'm just like, I don't know. Sorry, Richard. You shouldn't have to hear it, but I'm just sick of the hypocrisy. The double standard. Thanks, mate. I appreciate your support, Jim. And obviously... If we could stay online afterwards and just have a little chat about where we move forward after this, I'd really appreciate it. That's right. All right. Okay. Fuck yous. <laughs> All right. Okay. All right, uh, lads. Thanks, boys. We'll chat soon. Looking just a quick to- one. We'll wallaby squad next week. We'll chat that. And then we'll yeah. recap the final, which only I will have watched. All right. <laughs> oh, you're right. Not true. All right. Um, it's, been- it's been a pleasure covering another season with you. Yeah. Been an honor. Been an honor. Then an honor. We, do we go forwards? Do we go backwards? Us. Stagnate. All the Aussie teams. Rapid. Oh, the Aussie teams. Nice I was us. like, are we doing us. an analysis of us? We're, us. We went backwards at a rate of knots. <laughs> <laughs> it was a tough year for it. It was yeah. a tough year for us. Bucket had some yeah. promise early, though. And then yeah. the same shit happened. Out of the gates early, and then all of a sudden, the shirt's stuffed up in the print machine. And here we And the tars are shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, the tars are shit. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll catch you next week. All right. See ya. Hey.